Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2173. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Hey, guess where I am today? Bangkok, Thailand. That's right. On the other side of the world with a very special guest by the name of Swin Chatsuan. Swin, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? Yes, I am. It's a pleasure to be here, an honor to be here, and looking forward to our chat. Well, we're going to have some fun. Now, as I say that, I'm thinking, wait a minute, we're going to be talking about EV vehicles today. They don't really have a clutch. It's more of a go or stop in this case, but we're going to have fun learning about it. But before we introduce you here, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about Swin? Well, um, I'm a car guy through and through. My friends and people in the classic car community know me for that. But uh, until I started Zap, they didn't know I was a bike guy as well. So I think that that caught everyone by surprise, which is kind of nice when you can do that. Well, absolutely. You know, I rode motorcycles as a kid. And uh, in my later life, I got back onto motorcycles and, and I went a little crazy. I bought myself a, a Ducati Monster and a uh, Envy Agusta F4, which every time I got off of that thing, I thought, this is nuts. I've got kids at home. What am I doing on this bike? But I love that feeling. And that is what your product offers is a feeling. It's a very emotional connection. So let me give you a proper introduction. And then I'm going to have you explain what it is you're doing here. Swin Chetsuan is the CEO and founder of Zap Electric Vehicles. It's a company on a mission to introduce high quality and high performance products, which are also Gen 2 sustainable to the electric motorbike market. Zap's EV's first product, the i300, is the first of its kind, offering superbike levels of performance and components combined with the step-through form of a scooter. It offers riders the best of both worlds, thrilling performance and high-level agility. Swin's background is in finance. For 27 years, he provided advisory services to the global automotive industry, including debt and equity capital markets. He has always been passionate about all things automotive. He learned to ride a motorbike in his early teens, leading him to become involved in car and motorbike racing, as well as investing in car and motorbike distribution businesses at a very personal level. We'll be back in just a moment to learn more about Zap and Swin and all the fun here in Bangkok. But first, a word from our valued sponsors. So they keep the fuel in the tank, or in this case, the electricity coming out of the walls. So give them a little love and we'll be right back. Covercraft's newest five-layer indoor cover is especially engineered for indoor use, providing maximum dust protection when your vehicle's stored in the garage. Your five-layer indoor cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form, and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Even if your vehicle is always inside, dust and fallout can damage the paint and an extra layer of soft, Breathable material protects from accidental bumps and rubs. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover, custom fit to fit the car like a glove. And I have a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your order plus 
free shipping. That's right. 10% off and free shipping. Simply use the code YEAH, Y-E-A-H-2-1 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. And by the way, Covercraft also makes covers for your motorcycles and your scooters. Very appropriate for our topic today. That's Covercraft.com. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company. And I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework. I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. So, Swin, we are back. So I want to dive a little deeper into your life. And before we talk specifically about Zap Electric Vehicles, in your introduction, uh, and you mentioned it as well, you've been into automobiles. It seems like you're like me. If it rolls on rubber, you tend to like it. You got involved in racing and investing in cars. So let's talk a little bit about your history first, and then we're going to dive into Zap. Okay. Uh, thank you for that. And as I mentioned, um, you know, I've been in finance most of my career, and uh, a lot of that time has been in supporting automotive companies, especially those that are coming to the Far East to uh, uh, look for development, markets, manufacturing. And uh, yeah, really have been proud to have been involved in those companies' journeys. As I did that for about 10 years, I realized that I didn't want to be an employee anymore. So um, my entrepreneurial juices kicked in and, uh, and I left mainstream banking and set up what they call a boutique and provided financing and consulting services to the automotive industry. Did uh, a number of debt and equity capital markets transactions to raise money um, for car companies mostly, and also car part companies. Um, Running in parallel with that was setting up a number of um, car dealerships. I was also a Hertz rent-a-car franchisee, you know, really became personally involved in it. And running in parallel with that at the sort of private level was just getting involved in um, classic car racing, Concorde d'Elegances, just restoring cars and just loving all of that. 
And as you asked at the beginning, one of the things people, uh, my friends alike, never noticed was that I was doing that with bikes too. But I didn't have so many friends who were interested in bikes, so that was even more personal to me. One day I said, hey, electric bikes and cars are coming. Um, yeah, there, there were some choices in cars, but suddenly I looked for a bike to buy, and I, I realized there wasn't one to buy mm. or pre And I thought, hey, wait a minute. And uh, one thing led to another, and next thing I know, um, I'd start up an EV company. <laughs> so that, that, that's kind of, you know, um, how, how we got here. Well, you know, it's a wonderful journey, and I love the fact that your history brings a whole bunch of components that are very integral and important to building a brand like you're building. The finance side, the business side, transportation side, parts side, putting financial pieces together so you can do these things. So Zap Electric Vehicles, if you were going to describe to my listeners exactly what is Zap Electric Vehicles, and again, you listeners, you got to go to the website, I'll put links to it, but they're easy to find. Uh, You're going to look at this thing and it's going to bring a big smile into your face. You're going to want to jump on one of these and go for a ride. So talk about the attributes, the details, and the cool that is a Zap electric vehicle. Thank you. Um, first of all, if I may, the vision. And the top level vision is a little bit profound. It's about the right to personal choice. I think um, urban densification, as I like to call it, is forcing us all into mass transit necessarily. But if you really want to leave your car and you didn't want to choose mass transit, th- there is a third option, and that is two wheels. So that was my first agenda. Outside of the U.S., actually, it's completely commonplace to ride a motorbike. If I take um, my old country, Thailand, every single household in Thailand owns an average of 1.84 motorbikes per family. And these aren't toys. These are things people use to go up to Starbucks and, and the like. And so my next agenda was to make all that fun. And I saw an opportunity with the electric drivetrains to make a small motorbike really fun. So that was kind of our first two corporate and product missions. The third mission was to really attack the situation and make these products and the way we make them what I call Gen 2 sustainable, which is to to skip a whole generation um, of just putting an electric motor into an existing product and actually saying, hey, let's take a clean sheet of paper and let's create a completely original product. And I hope we've done that. And um, we'll see if um, consumers uh, get it and, and buy the product. Well, uh, when I look at this thing and having been a past bike rider, and I mentioned this, we had a nice little pre-show chat here, uh, Swin and I, and, and I went, I just want to jump on this thing and go. And when you look at it, you can tell that clean sheet of paper came into play. In fact, even the way the chassis looks is almost a Z for zap in the way it's shaped. Yeah. The monoshock in the back, the tires look like smaller versions of MotoGP tires that are on the, the Ducati or the MV that I used to have. They are. Yeah, but this thing is a step through. So let's talk a little bit about the structure and how it works. And another thing I noticed going through your website is, if I understand this right, the power pack, the battery packs, it's very low and you can pop it out almost like a, a laptop, take it into the office and charge it while you're working. Is that how it works? Yes, absolutely. So first things first, the chassis. You've ridden motorbikes, so you know that the lightweight chassis is a must. It's the absolute heart and soul of a good two-wheel vehicle. 
But so how to do that? As you know very well, you know, a, a superbike, the twin spar alloy frame is ubiquitous and it's been fine-tuned and fine-tuned and fine-tuned. Um, like you, I stepped from a 900 Superlight to a 916 SPS and boy, what a huge amount of difference. Yeah. But then you, you go across to an RC30 with its twin spar alloy frame and you're, you're in a completely different place. Scooter chassis have been changed in literally 90 years. And uh, I saw a great opportunity to, to bring it into the 21st century. So what we created is, uh, as you said, the Z shape. What we created was what we call an exoskeleton, a decorative outside facing component, which is also load bearing. This is the true definition of exoskeleton. So our vehicle, the entire vehicle, is just made up of three metal components, two exoskeleton Z-shaped blades, as you say, and a chrome moly steel underbone. And uh, this has never been achieved before in the motorcycle industry. This massive component reduction also reduces weight. The rest of the step-through body is then done in what's called no-nar carbon fiber, no oven, no autoclave, low energy to produce composites. And we'll shortly be coming out with the i300 bio which uses a hemp-based natural composite this is all part of our gen 2 sustainability promise the battery pack you're absolutely right we love to say the least number of battery cells per vehicle and per mile travel uh, that's also a gen 2 sustainability goal and uh, our chairman's very proud to say that the best car can deliver 4.5 miles per kilowatt hour, as that I-300 can get 26. Wow. So it blew those performance criteria out the window. But at the same time, that like you say, they're very clever. They weigh about 12 pounds. And um, uh, we tell our customers, take them anywhere, charge them everywhere, because they just run off the 110, 220 home socket, just like your mobile phone, just like your laptop. And what that means, Mark, is that uh, our vehicles can be infrastructure free. So what that means is that you're not riding around town looking for, you know, a swapping station or, you know, a supercharger. You know, uh, if you run low on battery, just pull into Starbucks, take the battery out, take your laptop out, you know, surf the web and plug it in. <laughs> so it, it changes. So when people ask me, what's the range? My answer is infinite because you can remove the batteries easily, they're light, and you can take them anywhere. So you will never, in theory, run out of, of battery power. You know, I mean, everything about this is so cool. Uh, looking at the technology side or portion of your website, you've got what you call a slingshot drive, carbon fiber belt drive. Uh, there's no power loss, no snap to that belt. Zero maintenance basically needed on this thing. The mono swing arm, which is very cool and reminiscent of very modern day MotoGP style bikes. Coilover, the fat track, uh, ultra low po profile wheels and tires. I mean, kind of thought through everything. And even when you look at the dashboard, it's like, we're into the future now, baby. I mean, everything you've done here is cool. And one of the cool things I noticed is the fairing on the front. Uh, you can customize, yeah, you get different colors. 
make it somewhat your own, a bike, kind of going back to the old scooters you used to see going all over Europe. That's right. Yeah, and then I like your term, monster grippers. Of course, brakes, very important on bikes so you can stop fast uh, for safety and everything. So, I mean, everything about this, and for you listeners, when you go look on the website, check out where this battery is. It's down low where all of the weight, you want the weight to be. And again, you just pop the floorboard out. There's a lock there. Pull the thing out, the battery back out, take it in uh, wherever you are and uh, charge it. You've kind of thought through everything here. (laughs) Thank you so much for saying that. We call it user-side engineering. One of the achievements, if you like to call it, of our company is throwing away the rule book and just saying, no, we are not going to evolve from anything that's been. We're going to start over. And we touched on that previously. But we've also done something else, which is to select only best-in-class components. So as you were saying, we use ultra-low-profile tires provided to us by Michelin. But not only that, they're special multi-compound tires. So they emit very low microplastic pollution on the straightaway. And as you make a turn and bank the bike, you get into different compounds which give you more and more and more grip. Really special. Full floating front disc, four piston radial mounted calipers, steel braided brake hoses, two channel ABS, upside down adjustable forks, rear coilovers, which are also multi-adjustable, mono swing arm, as you say. So um, how do we like to say it, Mark? We threw the book at it. And what you have basically is Ducati 916 in a step through form factor, which is a and Gen 2 Green. I hope customers don't want any more than that. <laughs> you know, you're putting a big smile on my face here. Uh, you're in the future, which is really, really cool. As far as availability and where you guys stand right now, what's happening with this bike? Yeah, it's uh, it's really exciting. We incorporated the company actually five years ago, and um, we we went to prototype very quickly in 2018, beta prototype in 2019. COVID slowed us down a little bit like everyone, but we're just rotating now to um, pilot productions and making our first deliveries. So um, we're hoping to hit uh, 2023 um, with a bang and starting to roll out and make deliveries in Europe, uh, starting to look for gateways into the US market. And uh, of course the Asian market, which is absolutely huge. It's not even lifestyle. It's it's a way of life. So it's it's a global market pace, but that that has its challenges, Mark, because different cultures um, have different values, different expectations, different price points. So we're doing our best to make sure that the product can reach as many people as is possible, and um, to make it as accessible as possible. It's a challenge to 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 achieve those goals. Well, it's wonderful, and I'm I'm happy, too, you're going to be coming to the U.S. market. I live outside of a major city in a smaller community, and I could see this would be a fun little thing to hop on, run down into town, down to the water, just have fun to go out for a little ride and enjoy some fresh air on a bike that's quiet and uh, basically non-polluting because of the EV factor. This is so cool, really wonderful. You know, I like to ask my guests about what I call – driving inspirations, maybe mentors or people that have been important in your life. But perhaps we switch this a little bit on you and talk about the driving. And you you just on a little bit of this earlier, the inspiration behind this bike 
and why you're doing it now. And I know you've been doing this for five years. These things do not just happen overnight. No. What was that influential inspiration behind a zap? Um, boy, a lot of things. And um, non-automotive as well as automotive. You know very well you know, the automotive industry is big, powerful. It's evolutive. And um, arguably, it's conservative. And I had to look outside the box to create uh, a template for my vision. So, you know, we looked at all sorts of things, aircraft, and we, we then realized, but wait, it is possible to, to get to our, you know, product criteria and goals. So, yeah, I kept a, kept a very outside-of-the-box approach. Our chief product designer comes from consumer durables, premium consumer durables. And in fact, one funny thing about our company, for the first three years, and until we even got as far as the beta prototype, we didn't have one motorcycle person employed in the company. That's, uh, that's very interesting. But that goes back to your concept of a clean sheet of paper and not bringing in any preconceived ideas because that's hard to take out of your brain if you've worked in the industry and to that's come right. in and just clean the, clean the air. I mean, it's very, very hard to do, but I find that's it right. fascinating. We'll take a short break. We come back. I want to talk about some of the challenges you faced in bringing this bike to market. So uh, keep the, uh, the helmet on and the feet on the ground and uh, we'll twist the wrist in just a moment. We'll be right back. Thank you. You listeners know I've been into car care my entire life. I am so excited to team up with AutoGeek in 2022. AutoGeek.net has been a leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started in 1997 as a mail order catalog company has grown into a multi-website based e-commerce store that they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries and its retail sector ships worldwide. Go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and their stellar technical support. AutoGeek.net. It's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey and be sure to use the code cars. Yeah. When you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom. Linkage geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at linkagemag.com. 20, 50 or a hundred years from now, will there be a workforce to care for the collector vehicles we love? With auto shop programs disappearing across the country, it's a question we enthusiasts have to ask. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these vehicles aren't lost to time. One of the many ways RPM 
which is short for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship, is accomplishing this goal is through Workforce Development Initiatives. The RPM Apprenticeship Program enables the next generation of artisans to earn a living while they learn the craft of restoring and preserving these vehicles directly from industry professionals. The Endangered Skills Program documents the process of masters training future craftspeople on a variety of critical skills in danger of being lost forever. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of the collector vehicle skills trade, visit RPM Foundation today. They're one of the charities of choice here on Cars Yeah. So I, I, I mentioned twisting the wrist before we took a break here. And before I ask you about what I call the challenge question, how do you make this thing go? Is it a twist the wrist type throttle like a bike or is there a lever, which I've seen on some of the EV bikes that I've ridden? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So um, we're keyless. So you just come up to the bike and um, pull out your your RFID credit card. And then at that moment, uh, the security system unlocks and you're live. As a security measure, you have to press the on button. And that then uh, activates the contactor and the batteries now talking to the BMS, the inverter and the motor. Then you have to select the mode you want. And we give you four modes, eco, regular, power and zap. <laughs> zap mode. Now, I like that. You've had some fun. Yeah. And then once you've selected that ride mode, then it's just like a regular motorcycle. You you turn you turn the throttle, um, which is on your on your handle handlebar, um, the grip, the right-hand side grip on your handlebar. If I may, I will insert um, another thing we did um, in this project, which was ergonomics. You know, twist and go, you you ride a motorbike, Mark, twist and go is, is a new thing. No more gear with your left foot, no more clutch with your left hand. You know, you can now make riding a motorbike just like we used to ride a bicycle as a kid. And uh, th- that is also a new experience. And then make that with my determination to uh, really improve the ergonomics of riding a step through and then add finally on top of that wind tunnel testing the aerodynamics so that, you know, the wind's not always buffeting your leg or blowing up your nose. Uh, We hope we've completed that package to, to make it still like riding a bike, but new at the same time. Yeah, I think so. So let's talk about challenges. No doubt bringing a new product, a whole new concept to market uh, is fraught with a bit of challenges. So maybe walk us through one that may have maybe set you back and stopped you in your tracks, but obviously didn't. You learned from it and you moved forward. Well, absolutely. The, The top of mind, no question, is our exoskeleton. It's a very large and necessarily very light and necessarily very strong blade of aluminium. It wasn't easy to achieve. Before the alpha prototype, we didn't notice it because the prototype was done in a CNC. You know, we used a block of aluminium and carved it. Clearly, that's totally not sustainable. So we needed to use a different, more mass-produced technology. And uh, it needed some very special and very high capital cost equipment. And yes, you're right, I almost gave up. And then finally, thankfully, discovered um, a couple of world-class suppliers who said, wow, how exciting, how challenging. Yeah, we'd like a go. So they became our partners um, in the supply chain. And when that was resolved, the rest of it kind of fell into place, I have to say. Then the next top of mind is obviously creating those fabulous 12-pound battery packs. But 
we felt a little bit more in control of that process and it turned out how we expected. But yeah, um, the heart of the bike, the exoskeleton, was also the biggest challenge. And to answer your question, yeah, <laughs> when, when I thought it was going to happen, I was going to give up on the whole thing. So you can see that I'm interested in the whole vehicle, the whole vehicle architecture, as our team says. And I feel that the electric powertrain and the battery electric-based energy source is only part of the equation. It can't be the whole piece. Well, I love your spirit. Boy, I can only imagine uh, what that brought <laughs> to the, the forefront once you went, okay, how on earth are we going to create this thing? When you think <laughs> about your bucket list going forward, where do you see the brand in the next year, two, three? Well, you talked about past challenges, and this question is about current challenges. And absolutely, consumer products and the consumer and resonating with our customers is paramount now. Uh, I'm thrilled for our team that I've given them a great product to sell, but customers need to resonate with our values and with the things we've just been saying. You know, if they connect with that, the brand will build itself and um, we will send those brand messages out about who we are and um, where we share those sustainability and fun values and believe that those two things are not incompatible. Well, it's cool. I love it. So let's talk about special vehicles. I want to get a little bit more into your passions because you've got these strong ties in the past with racing and cars and motorcycles. Is there one, we're going to remove Zap from this because that's got to be your special vehicle today. And let's go back in time a little bit uh, to one special vehicle that really stands out for you and maybe share a story about that ride. You mean something I've owned? Or? Yeah, could be. Yeah, probably would be best. Something you own. Maybe it was something you raced, a bike you had, something that you look back very fondly on. Well, um, there's no doubt about that. There is a car I own still, which my father bought for me when I was a kid. He was very indulgent, but I was grateful for that. And I'd become a scholarship student. So, you know, I said to my father, all right, I, you know, I want to cash out my... Uh, college tuition fund and um i didn't even have to do the whole of that but he bought me a Renault 5 turbo 2 tour de corse oh okay now we're talking all right and um i thank the lord that i didn't wrap myself around some lamppost because as you know that's a 275 horsepower car in uh, you know horsepower engine you know, dumped into a car that weighs 2,000 pounds. Yeah. But it did, even as a young man, give me a clue to what I'm doing today. Steel chassis, aluminium and composite body, very small engine, which was very frugal when you didn't hit the gas. But when you did hit the gas, the turbo would spool up, intercool, fuel injected, and it would unleash those 275 horsepower. So lightweight, multi-material, small motor with a high power turbo at high power level, shall we say, yep. a lot of common parts, which came from the Renault 5. So, you know, just like a Porsche 911, you know, it's not going to bust the bank when you break a headlight. <laughs> so all those things really, without question, shaped my view of how I was going to do the i300. And so I still own it today. I've had it for decades, and uh, um, it's in storage, and um, I take it out once in a while, but it's, it's too 
sentimental now, so I don't really drive it anymore. I understand how these things can become precious. You know, I remember when the, the first Renault, the late late turbos or late cars came over here, and then they, they created yes. the turbo version with the basically the, the engine in the back seat, if you will. That's and, right. And then the giant fenders, and yeah, the, the tie back to uh, uh, racing. Wow, what a, what a special car. Uh, yeah, don't ever let that one go, no matter what. No, no. <laughs> so, that's a key we call it right <laughs> that's a keeper yeah for sure so i'm going to be your car psychologist here swin kind of crawl into your head a little bit if you were reincarnated pun intended manifest as a vehicle this isn't what you want to be though this is how you perceive you the guy in the mirror as a vehicle what would you be and why i'd be a shelby cobra Ooh, okay and why is that well it's half american half british which is what i also am mm-hmm. uh has a huge engine in a lightweight body I used to be that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) But most importantly, Mark, it was about the little guy taking on in the establishment and winning. And my whole life has always been about that. That's why at age 33, I left, you know, a really high paying job in a major bank to start up my own company with only five people. And we ended up doing billion dollar deals. And it proved that if you're disciplined, if you're good quality, you, you can beat the big boys. And it's also what's carried me through to give me the motivation and the determination to do Zap well. So, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of Carol Shelby and what he achieved. He could have done so much more, but he did enough already. And he's a, a legend, an icon. And so is Cars. And, um, and I own one of those, too. And I bought that also in my 30s. And uh I've had my Shelby for, uh, yeah, I mean, guess over 20 years. Oh, my gosh. Obviously, what comes to mind is that great line, go like hell. And that sounds yeah. like that's what you've done with your life in all kindness ways. But uh, a nice way to answer that question. I love it. I understand it completely. How about a great book that you've learned or enjoyed a lot you can share with our listeners? To me, the the, the biography of James Dyson would be top of mind. And you can see it has nothing to do with cars. But again, it's, it has a lot to do with the small guy who kept coming up with ideas which were taken advantage of, abused, plagiarized. But in the end, he came good. And he hadn't come good until well into his 50s. And I believe he's now Britain's second richest man. He said something which changed my life and made me do that. He said, if you'd love what you, you never do a day's work. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, incredible company they've built. I've always been intrigued and love their design coming from a design background and growing up in a family where design was constantly pointed out to me by my father, who was an architect and an artist and a designer. Yeah, the Dyson brand, and even to this day, we own Dyson products. And I just smile when I look at them and think of yeah. the way they've reimagined uh, the whole process of moving air. Uh, in many many ways. So I think that's cool. So I'm going to have some fun with you today, Swin. I'm going to enable you to go on what I call the ultimate drive, meaning I'm going to provide you with any vehicle in the world, park it in your garage. You can take it for a drive. More importantly, you can take somebody with you, even somebody from the past who's no longer with us. Or if you want to take James Dyson with you, you can do that too. So let's start with the car or bike, or whatever it is, uh, what am I going to park in your your driveways? I have a feeling with your taste level, this is going to cost me. (laughs) That requires a bit of a backfill, I'm afraid, Mark. Okay. I'd still take my Cobra. I've owned a lot of cars, I'm afraid to confess. Just about every Ferrari except the 250. 
And many of my friends call me the purple Aventador because I think the only color of Lamborghini I've never bought is purple. <laughs> I've done the Targa Florio, the Mili Miglia, the Tour Auto. So I've had many dream drives. So what's on, the, the only two things left on my bucket list now are the Nürburgring and Mount Panorama. So those are both tracks rather than roads. And, um, you know, uh, it, it's still to be conquered. I think, um, therefore, having given you that backfill, I wouldn't do those um, tracks in a Cobra. It would just be too dangerous. And here's the irony, if you, if you don't mind me saying. You could take a $200,000 supercar, any of them, and they'd all be fabulous, yet the same. And this is the conundrum I think we have today. You take a McLaren 720, Ferrari 488, you know, a Huracan, there's nothing to split them. They, they are so fabulous and yet so alike. But, you know, they have ABS and traction control and things like that. And um, yeah, you can really see how fast you can go in a road car on those tracks in any of these modern supercars. So yeah, that'd be the last two things I would do now because uh, I've covered the other boxes. I've done the Stelvio. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I can think of anything, any of those iconic roads I haven't done. Wow. So who would you be with? Who would you like to take on this drive? It's a track. Both of those things I've got left to do on a track. So I, I probably need to be alone from a safety perspective. <laughs> yeah. But um, in my heart, I take my best friend with me who unfortunately died of lung cancer a few years ago. Mm. And as much as my Renault was my inspiration, I grew up with this guy through high school and everything. And We bought our first cars together and everything, and um, he even helped me run some of my businesses. So um, he would be with me in spirit. Yeah, well, my condolences for losing a friend like that. Um, you know, wonderful things. I've been really lucky because I've been able to drive on the Nürburgring twice, albeit, oh, okay. yeah, albeit they were in rental cars back when you could do that. Now they don't let you do that anymore for good reason, uh, because I was at a Mercedes I took back to the rental car company that literally had no brakes left, but we won't <laughs> talk about that. But uh, the Cobra, yeah, uh, pretty cool, but yeah, uh, dicey cars yeah. to take on a track like that, but uh, nice sentiment nice thought. You have taken us on a wonderful journey today, Swin. I knew you would. Uh, Zap Electric Vehicles, what a concept. What a cool product. Cannot to wait to see the first ones being delivered. Before I let you go, though, could you uh, leave us with maybe some words of inspiration or wisdom, a mantra or success quote? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think for me, it's a, it's a few things. It's, um, you know, first of all, ignore the naysayers. I think That's really important, um, you know, uh, for all you entrepreneurs out there, you know, don't let anyone dissuade you from your vision. The second thing I would say is to think outside. Don't evolve, um, you know, uh, create something that's completely new. And, um, you know, and in many ways, again, goes back to James Dyson. He invented so many things by design rather than by engineering. And he kept being told that it couldn't be done. It wasn't worthwhile. And, um, you know, in hindsight, everyone's come to see that what he's thought has come true. Yeah, I wish everybody did that because there's so many times where I have bought a product and I thought, gosh, this could have been so much better looking, but it's so disappointing. I know it does what it's <laughs> supposed to do, but it just 
bores the heck out of me. Come on. Can somebody rethink this? And uh, he definitely has done that. Wonderful words to leave us with today. How can people learn more about Zap Electric Vehicles? Um, Okay. So our website is called zapev.com. That would be zapepev.com. Our Instagram page is also zapev. um, And we're beginning to populate our YouTube channel. That's also ZapEV. So sure, uh, that's where you can see us. The website is um, full e-commerce. So, um, you know, I encourage listeners to um, to go take a look, spend your time. It's a a treasure trove of uh, product knowledge and general knowledge um, about um, electric vehicles electric two-wheel vehicles, and uh, we hope it's fun. Well, definitely it's fun, listeners. you got to check out the Zap EV. It's, it's so cool. It's going to bring a smile to your face, and I guarantee you, you're going to sit here like I did and say, I want one of these things. Uh, this is going to be fun. I want to do a quick shout-out and a thank you to our mutual friend, Nick Francis, and his team at Influence Associates. They brought me some wonderful guests here, so thank you to Nick and his team. Great job. Swin, hey, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and sharing what a life you've lived and the life you're currently living is absolutely electrified until you and i talk again my friend i'll see you down the road hopefully on a zap absolutely thank you so much for your time and uh for this opportunity and uh, i hope we will speak again absolutely thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun download your free copy of filler up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!